Galnet News Digest, 29th of August 3309. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, we bring you the latest on the Thargoid invasion. We reveal why cutter pilots seem to fly so badly. And we listen to the distant whoosh of the galaxy. The invading Thargoids have a couple of new tricks up their sleeves, only one of which was mentioned by Jade Sanderlin in her monthly war update. But the botanicaled barnacle gardeners continue to be driven back from once-inhabited systems. The Vox Galactica article mentioned the Scythe Hunter-class Thargoids, which use hull-breach weaponry and recovery drones to collect and abduct living humans. These scythes gobbled up those on the dedicant megaship, and they've been busy gobbling up any other passengers or occupied escape pods they can find. Oddly enough, they leave ship pilots unharmed. Perhaps they have some affinity with us, or perhaps they realise we'll be along with another load of escape pods in a few minutes. The article didn't mention the recently discovered barnacle matrices, which make Thargoid-controlled systems immune from human attempts to take them back. These strange sites, 45 in number, are yet to be acknowledged by Aegis, by Azimuth, or by the Holloway Biosciences Institute. The Holloway Institute has, however, taken an interest in the discovery of a second system containing both Guardian ruins and crashed Thargoid ships. The Rego BU-Y B2-0 system is alleged to be the centre of operation of some unusually benign Thargoids, although actually finding any of these docile and apparently immensely shy aliens has not been easy. The Holloway Institute, which studies all forms of exobiology, had an unfortunate experience in October 3307 when one of its field stations was overrun by subterranean alien arachnids. Now it is planning an expedition to this ancient battleground. Let's hope history doesn't repeat itself. Aegis continues to research the Thargoid Titans, the eight motherships or hive ships that seem to be the centre of the Thargoid invasion. With Aegis's help, a number of commanders have been able to retrieve samples of the Titans. But there is no word from either Aegis or its rival Azimuth about progress in developing technology to encourage the Titans to leave. Until the Titans leave, the war to repel the Thargoid invasion cannot come to an end. Limpets may be getting smarter, but owners of self-driving Imperial Cussers are less than impressed by the way their ships appear to be attracted to solid objects, and to be allergic to the spaces between them. The incremental improvement to collector limpets means that they'll no longer headbutt the scenery, and the Manticore Corporation claims they may now be safely used to recover items lying on a planetary surface. Limpets have long been plagued with the sort of software that makes them orbit megaships maniacally, or get stuck in escape hatches. While manually scooping cargo and materials from a planetary surface has been possible since at least 3302, Getting a limpet to do the work is a huge step forward in automation. However, getting ships to safely take off and land from space stations has been less successful. Cutters and other large ships love taking off from one side of the docking bay and promptly headbutting the other. And getting through the toast rack while avoiding other ships is beyond the capabilities of even the most sophisticated onboard computer.
The idea of the Imperial Cutter's self-drive function is that you can simply indicate right and your cutter will instantly boost sideways into anything hard it can find. Its parallel park utility will smash its way through dozens of part sidewinders before coming to rest on its side, just off the edge of the landing pad. Gutemeyer's explanation that they're just trying to replicate the care and consideration shown by cutter pilots in automated form has not gone down particularly well. The latest attempt to patch out the problems has unfortunately not been successful, with another 47 cutter pilots reportedly killed after its deployment earlier today. Gutemeyer continues to work on a fix. Commander Serbenstein has identified the source of the background noise that commanders will be familiar with. This so-called landscape signal is what you hear when you point your ship at the Milky Way. It's coming from an interstellar location around 20 light-years from Sagittarius A star, making it impossible to visit by any means currently available. The sound forms a repeating audible pattern around 110 seconds long, and from its harmonies it is clearly the product of an intelligent mind. Leaving aside the implausible explanation that it may be the sound of the background radiation left over from the Big Bang that just happens to sound like a synthesizer, some have speculated that it may indicate the location of the mystical Raxler, which in law is the gateway to another galaxy. Others devoutly believe that it marks the location of the celestial hideaway of famous galactic musician Jim Croft and his legendary great gig in the sky. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> 